You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Boots and Beards presents the Bearded Brothers Show on Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM. You're listening to this show live. Tune in every weekend, 7 to 8 p.m. Use hashtag Bearded Brothers to interact with us. And now, over to your host. Welcome back, listeners, to the Bearded Brothers Show. Uh, now, as I said uh, before, if you were listening, was we are talking about the Boots and Beards Boot Camp, and we're going to be touching on exercise and nutrition. And in the uh, booth with me today, I have Brother Adil, who will be doing the exercise. Salam alaikum, Brother Adil. And we've got Brother James here, who will be talking about the nutrition side. And um, uh, you've already touched upon that you're going to be doing uh, the <coughs> composition type Body of thing. Um, before and uh, after this uh, Boots and Beard. So um, let's uh, get Brother Adil in here on with regards to the exercise side of the boot camp. Um, as we already know, Brother Nav has already explained that it's happening at Super Soccer, it's outdoors. Um, so what can people expect from, uh, what, what circuits can they expect, Whether or what exercises can they expect from doing the, the boot camp? So when it comes to boot camp, I actually specialise in 12-week transformation programme. That's my forte. Okay. So basically, as I said, I specialise in 12-week transformation boot camps and um, the circuit training that I can specialise is in endurance and hi- hypertrophy training, which is basically quite a lot of low weights, high, high intensity and extra reps and stuff like that. And it's basically specialised in burn, pure fat. Burning pure fat. Pure fat. I, I like the sound of that as well. Building, I mean. building some muscles out also, um, and building your stamina. Uh, this program set for beginners, athletes. I've got, I've got people there at seventeen and a half stone, obese. You know, uh, after three months, they're four stone. Less. So, so with, with the boots and beard camp, uh, I believe uh, Nav was saying that they're aiming for people, you know, about thirty years and over who are married who let themselves go a wee bit. Like himself. No, no, they don't have to be married. It's just anyone over thirty years old. Yeah. <laughs> right, so okay. people who are basically just of that shape that they want to get back into it. Yeah, get toned up, sort of thing. Toned up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of exercises can they expect? I would first of all, I would start. Are you keeping it all a secret? <laughs> I would start off. I can't always tell you everything that I'm going to do because that would be pointless. Yeah. Right. So I would start off with conditioning the body. Right. right? seeing where that actual body is, how physical it can get. And it'll be different for each individual. It won't be set as a as a class. Each different each person will be on a, on a different level. As I said, there's gonna be beginners on, on this. There'll be people out there that are forty that are sprinters, athletes, you know. Um, and they'll be taking part as well. And they'll be they'll be a bit in it for everyone. So seeing in the first week, are you, are you just gonna go straight in, slam first week will hit be, them hard? No, no. No. no, that's not how it is, okay. brothers. So don't get scared, okay? okay. Please join up, <laughs> and trust me, it'll be well worth your time. The first week, the first, the first week will be conditioning your body. Right. Yeah? Obviously, it's one day a week, so there's only so much you can do within one day and one hour. So within that one hour, I'm going to condition your body. Right? Right. That the the rest of the week, I'm going to give you a program to do okay. at home. Good. That's going to basically finish off the conditioning. Second week, I see you. It's going to be endurance training, which is going to be step up from that and then the third week will be a step up from that and fourth week will be a step up from that so by the time you're finished with me 
he'll be in different shape. All right, so I see the idea of the whole program now. So um, slowly increasing your your, your fitness levels, yep. and uh, obviously with James doing his uh, body composition at the beginning, and obviously seeing hopefully an improvement at the end with the body composition. Is that what you're hoping to get out yep. of this? Uh huh. One hundred percent. Could it, could I ask uh, a deal to keep this fun as well? So <laughs> <laughs> I think about I'm in a fun into it as well. So it's not as if they sign up for the army here. But you know what they say: no pain, no gain. Yeah. And I don't see no fun in that. I don't want to scare anyone off just now, you know. So, <laughs> so no, no. Hopefully, people will come. But I take it is uh, it's there to benefit their health more yep. than anything. Also, I'm qualified in um, level four obesity and diabetes. Okay. So there's a lot of obese and diabe- diabetic brothers in our c- community. Yeah, that are kind of scared to go to the gym because they, they don't want to... Are they just you know, too lazy? <laughs> so I, I can work with them as well. Uh, also, I'm a lower back pain specialist. There's a lot of people out there with back pain that don't want to go to the gym and they don't want to enter these type of classes because they think it's a bit hardcore. But brothers, I can support you as, as well, you know, um, through this. and That's good. That, that's perfect. That just sounds like my cup of tea sort of thing. And actually, listeners, I will be joining this... Uh, probably three weeks into it, but <laughs> I will be joining this. Uh, James, just in the, uh, as you said, you, you, you do a lot of things with nutrition and stuff. Yeah. And in the news, uh, well, uh, food is, is a big thing when, when with regards to your health. Yeah. Um, what percentage would you say if your diet comes into it uh, with your everyday well-being? With body composition and health. Um, I'd say it plays a pretty big part, more than 50%. So it's not all just all about exercise. Yeah. It's about eating the right things as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'd, the boot camp's really good for kick-starting folk back into to doing exercise and stuff like that as well. And the good thing is, if you combine that with nutrition, and the, the results you'll get is going to be twice or maybe more than what you would normally get just exercise alone. Right. And the same, if you just change your diet alone and don't change any exercise routines, then... You so will get the same results. You will get combining the both together. With the deal, you know, providing exercises out with the, yep. the, the class, will you be providing maybe something with regards to nutrition or diet yeah, or so foods to be eaten? We're going to do a wee nutrition talk at the start just to kind of give folks some guidance of where to go with that. Um, the, next, the following day, we're going to do the body comp. So that'll be taking all the measurements. We'll look at their body type and stuff like that as well. And just what you were saying there, like, you know, some people react differently to different types uh-huh. of exercise yeah. some people will be better with some Very types true. and that comes into body type as well so certain body types will be more for kind of sprint and heavy lifting and others are designed more for endurance and stuff so we'll tie that in with the work you're doing as well I think it'd be nice to also get maybe some sort of food weekly plan because obviously yeah. there's no point in <coughs> coming for the one hour program yeah. and going home and having a chips and cheese or donut kebab yeah. and you know <laughs> thinking that the one hour session per week is going to you know, yeah. do you? So you've obviously got to have the full yeah, that's planning for the week. It's like anything, you know, what you put into it as well is what you'll get back out. So if, if you're only going to go along for the hour and, you know, just focus on that hour and that's going to, you're expecting good results just from the hour alone. Yeah. You know, whereas if you're putting the effort in as well as going along for the hour and getting the, the team building stuff going as well, then you're, you've got the support there as well as your own uh, motivation that's going. So, so you'll get better yeah. results. It, well, I've got a, I know a lot of brothers and sisters who, who like going to the gym and, and yep. doing the whole exercise. You know, they, they, yep. they're really motivated, with, you know, looking good and stuff. Yep. Um, but in the news recently, I see they're talking a lot about protein and protein shakes in general. Sure. Yep. That people are actually t- 
taking more protein in than they have to yeah. and that can actually be more damaging to their body is that correct um the long-term effects i suppose we don't really know what that will be yet um, especially the amounts of protein that folk are taking because in britain we we tended to eat excess protein anyway so we're all in the British diet, there was already probably enough protein in the diet to be a bodybuilder, never mind uh, for the normal kind of person who doesn't bodybuild. Okay. Um, so it's more about timing and when you take a lot of these uh, types of food. But now with the types of protein supplements and that that folk are taking amounts, uh, we don't really know the long term effect of that and it'll probably take maybe a few decades down the line and then we'll see possibly potential disease or something like that that might come from that extra supplement of uh, protein. Um, so I, I know some folk, because I used to work in the gym, and there was folk there who were taking protein supplements who suffer from things like kidney stones or gout, and that's because the uric acid in the blood is, is increasing. So some people are more prone to that than others, and potentially if you're having taken a lot of protein, then you could be increasing the risk. Uh, something like kidney stones or gout um, but there's, there's other conditions that it possibly could be linked with um, there's one professor over in America who's looked into we were t discussing aside just like the intermittent fasting and uh, his theory is actually that excess protein along with excess calories is what's basically creating things like cancers and stuff like that, the increasing cancers and stuff like that so it's the research is still ongoing, so there's no nothing specific that says increasing your protein intake will result in you getting a cancer or something like that. But there's there's definitely some evidence out there that says you know if you eat a rich, high protein diet that there is potentially Cause some they, health risks to it. Yeah, because they say like protein is that helps build your muscle mass. Is that right? Or helps repair? Yeah. It? Well, the main function of protein in the body is for growth and development, so it would be for growing muscle and uh, repairing muscle and stuff like that, as well as other parts to the, the body as well, but the, the amount of protein that's in a muscle would be roughly about 20 odd percent. The rest of it is water, so you think of how strong water is when it's in a tree, you know, it's solid, it's the same kind of idea with the muscles, it's the water in there that kind of keeps it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the protein is more like the structure that holds that water in place and keeps it solid. So <laughs> which is why like folk would take like say creatine or something like that. And, uh, their intake of creatine increases the, the water into the muscle, so it makes the muscle stronger again. So it's it's increasing that water in the muscle. So All right. Okay, so but along with protein, obviously, you know, you got your vegetables and all that. It's all very important as well. Yeah. Um. But do you would you agree with the, what James said? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um. I'm 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 actually uh I'm actually qualified in nutrition myself. What are you not qualified? No, but I'm not as as far on as James. You know, James on a different level. But yeah, I I definitely agree that too much protein, set simple, turns out fat. So, guys, listen to James when it comes to your programs. Is there, is there is there an actual guide of how much protein that you should take? Yeah, so that for for most people, it's if you want to work it out, so you need to know your weight in kilograms, and for most people, it would be zero point eight grams per kilogram of body weight per day. Well, I'm going to calculate that. Just yeah. <laughs> so zero point eight. So if you want to make it easier for yourself, if you go with one one gram per kilogram of body weight per day, should mean that you're getting adequate enough uh, protein. 
if you're doing endurance or bodybuilding, something like that, then that could increase, but no more than two grams per kilogram of body weight per day. Worry, okay. Because after that, you're... And there's some good research actually that shows that if you break down that protein into, say, something like four 25-gram portions per day, that that's much more better for body composition. Instead of having it all in the one Instead of having it all in one go or, you know, having a shake in the morning that's maybe 30, 40 grams or something and then having a made meal at night that's maybe 40, 50 grams. So if you spread it out over the course of the day, maybe four meals, evenly balanced, it'll be better for your body composition. All right, okay. Does anyone in here actually do protein shakes at all? No. No? No. Zen? Adif, do you do protein shakes? No. No? (laughs) No, no, I no. don't. No. <laughs> why? I mean, you guys are obviously fit. I mean, you, this is what yeah. you do. Why don't you do protein shakes? Because you see people, even in the mosque, you see people coming in big tubs of uh, uh, what do you call shakes. Why? Why have you chosen not to do protein shakes? I, I, I I've had answer. bad experiences. So I was seventeen stone. I was obese, right, at the age of seventeen. How long have I got, guys? You got plenty of time. Okay. So it took me from the age of seventeen to 19, to strip down, yeah? Doctor told me, listen, you're going to be diabetic, you're going to have heart problems by the time you're 20, okay? Was that because of protein shakes? One sec, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> so, you I stripped down. all my fat, okay? <laughs> by the age of 20, I started doing a bit of weightlifting. I thought, I enjoy this, you know? Seen a bit of bodybuilding videos and stuff like that. Started taking protein shakes and what happened was I ended up getting bloated. So, the lack of knowledge that I had back then was obviously I was taking too much protein. You know, then I looked into it, done a bit of nutrition with my PT course stuff like that, and I actually yeah. read deeper into it that if you have, if you eat right, if you eat the right types of food at the right times of day, there's enough protein in that, yeah. in that source. You don't need any other proteins. I mean, protein powder is just. I, I'm not a great fan of it. I'm not a great believer in it. It's made out of sugars, you know, and carbs, and it's not the best of stuff. Unless you, uh, uh, unless you can't physically eat food then you have to take some protein, yeah. yeah. But if you're eating, then there's no need for protein. Okay, excellent. So uh, that's a great insight into the world of fitness and nutrition here. Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of uh, ask the, the panel here um, their advice for people who are obviously, who have been fasting for the past 30 days, um, not to waste what they've just done um, so I know the day after is like the, the big feast in every household, um, and people kind of go crazy. But not, but not everyone. I mean, you're still kind of you, you, your stomach is still kind of shrunk the day after. So you, there's only so much you can eat. But is there anything, any tips I want to hear from the panel about what what they can do to learn and maybe moving on? Uh, so if, if people have chosen to um, have a healthier lifestyle from this Ramadan. Uh, how can this? How can they use this? So maybe James, maybe you can kind of touch a wee bit about that. And I, I want to ask about a deal about from a fitness level. Uh, again, people have been uh, the, the whole routine has been has been changed over Ramadan. People have been what do you call um, praying till one in the morning sort of thing. They've been sleeping less as well. Um, again, going on from that, how can people um, either change or use that, or maybe modify their lifestyle a little bit so that there are now. On a, on, a, on, a, on a fitness kind of regime. People, things, simple things people can do in the house. Yeah, on you go, James, if you yeah. want to. 
Sure, but it's a whatever question that he threw at you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think after the 30 days of fasting, I think that's been a good uh, trial for you know for a lot of folk. Um, if they are going to make a big change, because if they're used to that period of fasting, then you've already got the mindset then of doing something for 30 days. So why not take that a bit further and not necessarily keep fasting, but um, you know change that mindset of well, I could manage without junk food for you know 20 hours um, surely I can manage that in my day to day life as well so looking at where it would be going wrong before and kind of going well actually what small changes can I make it's not about do, making massive changes but because you've made a massive change over those 30 days the, the other changes should be kind of relatively small in comparison so actually saying well do I need that packet of crisps after my lunch or something or you know and and making small changes like that, but taking that forward and just uh, working with that rather than just after the 30 days thinking, right, I'm just going to go for a massive feast now and and uh, make up for what I've lost out in the last 30 days. So, so, so with the obviously with this fasting regime that we've just had, yep. and on top of that, there's so many diet plans out there. Is there any yep. ones in particular that you think would be beneficial to people, or what's closest to Ramadan and, and diet plans? Yeah, so. I, I mean, you maybe heard of like the five-two type diet, and where you're you're fasting for two days and you're eating normal eating for for five days of the week, um, or you can do that as intermittent. So you do it as one day normal eating and one day as a a fast. But during that fast, you're still allowed somewhere between 500 and 600 calories in that day. So it's not necessarily that you're completely. It's not just a Mars bar. <laughs> <laughs> well. Preferably a kind of healthy kind of 500, 600 calories. So plenty of veg in there because veg doesn't have many calories. Okay. Um, whereas something like a Mars bar or two might actually be enough to get you up to your 500, 600 calories, but it's not necessarily the best uh, change to uh, For your for body, yeah, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's the 5-2 diet. So the 5-2 is where you're eating normal for five days and fasting for two. Now you can break that up where you can have one day fasted at the start of the week one day midweek or you can have the two days back to back um, but ideally during that fasted day there's a, a period of roughly 16 hours where you're not eating and 8 hours where you are eating um, and that's where you get your 500-600 calories in Right. Okay. So just going back to what you're saying about having a, a eating normally for uh, for 5 days can you just say no, what does normal mean? What does uh, normal mean? Normal, would you say normal for a, for a, for a, an adult would be what two thousand calories? Would that be uh, normal or would that be? So for yeah, so roughly somewhere between two thousand two thousand four hundred calories as a normal intake. But it's it's what does that look like? That's the the hard bit for a lot of people to because to, calories are basically just a, a measurement of energy. So if you're not burning that much energy, you don't necessarily need to put that much energy back in. Um, so basically, if you have quite a busy lifestyle, if your job's quite uh, physical and you do a lot of exercise, then the chances are you'll need much more calories in there. If you are basically sitting at a desk most of the time in an office and you don't do much exercise afterwards, then the chances are you'll need less calories. Um, but overall, you should be getting enough food from the different food groups. Um, so if you think of fruit and veg, you should be getting... The government... Is looking for folk to try and get five fruit and veg in a day. But ideally, to get the real health benefits from that, you need somewhere between eight and ten a day. So, you know, if you're currently only getting two, 
then try and make that change is maybe getting three to four. If you're already getting three and four, try and make that change to getting five or six or, you know, make it a progression. Um, with the uh, likes of dairy intake, so we recommend roughly three portions per day. Um, and that's really to get your calcium. So dairy, I mean, would, we just, would, you, would you count what, milk, eggs, and what would be the third dairy there? Um, well, you wouldn't count eggs. Eggs wouldn't be counted as dairy. So it would be oh, cheese. Okay. No, so milk, cheese, yogurts. Um, it can also be alternatives to dairy, so things like soy milk, um, as long as it's fortified with calcium, because that's going to be your main calcium intake. Right. Um, if you're lactose intolerant or you've got any issues with milk, um, then you might have to look for other sources of calcium in your diet, which could be things like uh, oily fish, um, particularly like things like sardines and stuff like that, which still have bones in it, or things like green leafy veg, which is also quite high in uh, calcium. So I've never had sardines, but I've always seen them in tin cans, but I've never had sardines. They are really, really salty, aren't they? Yeah, very, very salty. salty. Yeah. Um, so it's an acquired taste sort of thing, isn't it? So you, you had a question for the deal as well, with yeah. the wee rant that you did before. Yeah, no, the, 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 the question is more on the physical side of it. Again, people have been uh, in, a, in, a, in a fitness, well, not in a fitness, but they've been in a regime for the past 30 days. Um, now, now, some of them come into a, a, an abrupt halt. Mm. Um, how can people use that as your basis, foundation, and moving on? Give them some sort of some easy tips that they can do. Ideally, yes, we want people to sign up the boot camp, but obviously we've only got 20, 20 spaces mm. available for from the, from the general public. Um, most of them have gone, but for other people, what simple small changes can they make um, uh, to the daily life that will maybe help them uh, kind of like uh, focus them and maybe, maybe change? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking from experience here. The main, the main thing is is routine. You know, I've lost my routine throughout this month. Instead of training, I, I used to train first thing in the morning. Instead of training first thing in the morning, I'm having to train one hour before my fast opens. So, as soon as this is finished, as soon as it's it's over with, the next day, boom, everything's finished. And I'm going to start brand new again. So going back again. Put into, into into practical, right? So when you see you train first in the morning, is there a reason why you train first? Is it, is it, is it because of job? Is it because you think uh, uh, it's easier, or the, the, the scientifically it's proven to change first in the morning? I mean, the reason why I initially started training in the morning is because I got told that the or my metabolism works faster in the morning, so I burn more fat okay. potentially in the morning. So would you, would you have... It worked for me. So just going back, would you have something to eat and then go for a workout? No, or would no. you just basically wake up in the morning, get basically changed... Basically fast go. training, yeah. Wake up in the morning, change, straight to gym, work out, come back and eat. Right, OK. I, I take it that helps with your metabolism. Yes, so it, it does. just gets that Push your immune system, it burns fat quicker, uh, it burns fat faster as well. Uh, so I would highly recommend that. But that, that, that doesn't mean for the people that can't train in the morning, don't train at all, because any training is better than none. You know, this is just me talking from a personal level here. Um, also, I just want to agree with James uh, with the detox and stuff like that. When I do my 12-week tra um, transformation programs, I actually recommend the three-day detox plan, which is three-day basically you're, you're, you're detoxing your system. You're not eating any solid foods at all. It's all fruit and nuts and stuff. Yeah. Um, three days? And water, yeah, and the results you get is absolutely amazing. Uh, is, that, is that three days prior to the...? Three days prior. To the program? To the program, yeah. Okay. So three days... Basically, that's called the de detox program, and then after the third day, you're eating normal. When I say normal, I mean I recommend everyone to have one cheat day, 
that doesn't mean that you just can't have a chocolate bar, you can't have, you know, like a pizza or chips. You just eat clean for six days, yeah. and that one day, I'm a great believer in that, one day, cheat day, eat whatever you want. At what time? Yeah, uh, anytime uh, you want, anything you want. That one day, eat whatever you want, and the other six days, eat clean. Uh, you, 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 every human body adapts very, very quickly to like a program. So those six days, if you're eating clean seven days, see after three, four weeks, your body's gonna start losing fat because it's gonna, it's just gonna get used to it. So if you shock your body by eating five products, you know, one day a week out of the six days, and when it comes to that seventh day again or the eighth day. Your body's like, oh my god, what's happening here? And that actually burns more fat. And you notice that these six days will go down quite fast, and, and before you know it, this, this cheat day will be like, well, yeah. it's not a cheat day last night. And actually, it actually, actually, actually gives you something to look forward to as well, you know? Especially people that have got like a bad diet, you know, and they actually look forward to it. Um, I think it's pretty cool. So, 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 other things that people can do from a routine wise, what, what should they incorporate? Or how, what sort of mentality well, should they be having just now after Ramadan? Well, the National Health Service they recommend minimum 30 minutes, between 30 and 45 minutes per day of exercise. So, that's a daily requirement for us, five days a week. Uh, so, we should be walking at least 30 and days. You, would, you see, 30 minutes, sorry. would you see Asians are doing that? No. I wouldn't know. Okay, right. It's quite a blunt answer, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I, would, I would say shopkeepers are shopkeepers are doing that, right? But um, would you say uh, okay, that forty-five minutes is that? That's just to maintain our health, you know. And if we want to lose weight on top of that, then we should be training a bit harder than that, you know. We should be going to the gym. Should be doing a, a bit more CV, a bit more cardio, and you know about circuit training. Okay. So remember, sorry. Our listeners different ages here, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so normally you see in the morning you see a lot of older people. Uh, when I say older people, I mean, I mean with respect. Yep. Um, but they're doing like laps around the park. They're just walking oh. fast, slow, whatever. You got your mums and dads doing that as a couple things as well. Mm-hmm. So when you see the natural health service, you talking uh, are saying we should do about forty-five minutes worth of workout just to stay healthy, yeah. right? Break that down. So from thirty to forty or up to 40 years old what sort of time frame what sort of um, minutes of work should we, be, we should be doing until the next age group then how much should we, should we be doing just to kind of uh, what do you call differentiate in, in proportion yeah I understand what, what you mean by age group but to me it's not about age it's about the level of fitness that you're at so if you're at a good level of fitness then I would recommend you do exercise 30 minutes a day if you're not at that level of fitness and you know yourself that you're not at that level of fitness then you need longer than that 45 minutes minimum, and when I say training, it's not just walking. 20 minutes treadmill, you know, 15, 20 minutes on, like, for example, like, uh, no, no, even, even like, for example, weights. Weight, weight, weight training is actually classified as CV if you're doing high intensity. For example, if you're doing. Is what? CV. What's CV? Cardiovascular, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so a lot of people say that bodybuilders don't do CV. But I'm totally against that because I think they actually do. When you do, we, we, you don't know. You've not seen the way they 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 train. You don't know their type of program. You know, so low, high high reps and low weights gets you quite a lot. But I'm not. But not everyone's going to have a set. Not everyone's going to have a treadmill in the house. Not everyone's going to have exactly. a gym membership. So uh-huh. what things can they do? Which is just as a treadmill. Which is just as good as a treadmill. Uh, could they be doing it? Press ups, set ups, planks push-ups, you know, you name it, you can do it. If you go on YouTube and just type in bodyweight exercises, you have hundreds of exercises come up. 
know, you can just do with your body. So just don't watch it, follow it. <laughs> watch it. Watch it and then put it into action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hardest thing is getting to routine. Action, that, the yeah. hardest thing that's, is that's the main thing. That's the know? hardest thing is getting to routine. Even just get yourself up that time in the morning, half an hour extra, get yourself out there. You know, it's hard, it's very hard. Even me, I lack that motivation as well at times, but it's just getting myself to the gym. Once I'm at the gym, then I'm like, you know what, let's go with it. And sometimes that's the best workout that I have when I'm not motivated at all. Okay. So motivation obviously plays a big factor in it, and obviously if, if someone's dedicated to lose weight, then they will yep. they will put this into action. Well, I've got some questions in from some listeners, and they're saying is is walking as effective as running? What would you say? No, running is more effective. But if someone can't run because of health reasons, then I would recommend them to walk. So what about yourself, James? What do you think? I would say running is more effective. Yeah. Obviously, just because. Because it's basically you're raising the heart rate faster, so you're actually, while you're running, you're burning uh, carbs, and then at the end you start burning fat to make up for those carbs that you've kind of depleted, so... How about in between, where you walk really fast? Brisk walking would be, yeah. I mean, if you look at the Olympic uh, sport of walking, then that is quite... Is that an Olympic sport? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I think you do 50 kilometres or something. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. okay. But it's a strange kind of walk. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other one was, um, someone wrote in, was, is drinking fruit juice as good for you as eating fruit? No. No, so fruit is a lot better. Yeah, so Just you think... raw. Yeah, because you're going to get everything then from the fruit. If you keep the skin on the fruit as well, so you're getting a lot of the health benefits from the skin and just under the skin. Um, and by eating that, you need to basically chew the food, which is burning calories. You need to swallow the food, digest the food, and absorb it. So all that is taking time, and you burn some calories as you're doing it, as well as getting calories from. Whereas with fruit juice, it doesn't take much to throw it down the back of your throat and get to the stomach and get absorbed pretty quick. So it's it's more just like drinking a sugary drink that's got some extra vitamin, vitamins and minerals in it. Would you agree with you? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yep. So eating raw fruit is probably better than these yep. Tropicanas or whatever. The yeah. Other drinks are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you've already talked about how yourself, um, you eat uh, you ate a lot of fruit and nuts. So a lot of people would sometimes say that nuts make you fat. Is that correct? No. Depends how many nuts you're eating yeah. a day. And what <laughs> yeah. time you're eating as well? Yeah, I mean, nuts the Nuts are the main source of protein, you know. Um, so Any kind of nut? Have, a, any kind of nut, but your... M&M you're, nuts? No. <laughs> <laughs> your, your best nuts out there are your almonds, you know. Um, Badam, for you. Yeah, your they're, they're really good. You've got your cashew nuts, you've got your whole nuts, you've got all sorts of nuts, you know. Um, they, are, they, are, they are fatty, but they're good fats. Okay. They're not bad fats. So... As, so in, in the supermarkets, you know, I was out with my kids and, and I seen they've got a whole massive nut range, right? But they've got ones that are coated and stuff as well. Um, and are they good or would you say they're worse? Depends what they're coated in, really. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I never read that. <laughs> you get chocolate covered ones, you get yogurt covered ones. No, they've got like a crispy shell oh, and a spicy yeah, right. spicy nut or something. Or salt and vinegar it's, nuts. It's almost like crisps and nuts together. Yeah, type thing. Okay. What, what would you say to them? I would stick with the nuts rather than the... Stay away from them, basically. Yeah. They're not natural at all. You know, nuts are unrefined, you know. Yeah. They're, and then when you start eating these kind of things, that's all man-made kind of products, you know. You don't know what's in it. You don't know what you're consuming. 
Yeah. It's better, in my experiences, if, if you if you go to the supermarket and you're buying something and if you can't pronounce it, then don't eat it. Right, okay. Simple. <laughs> 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 it's a good way of looking at it. Um, how about uh, sugary soft drinks could lead to diabetes? Yes. What do you think? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> how about soft drinks you drink? Um, it doesn't necessarily lead to diabetes, but it's um, if you were. See, someone has like borderline a, a bottle a day or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it all depends if that person's training. Yeah, it, it depends. Day, if that diet, person's not training, and he's obese already, yeah. then of course he's he's going to be on borderline. To yeah. see, see so like someone's not training then. Then I would I, I, I would recommend that person to drink minimum two liters of water a day. So is that, is that recommended? Yeah, two liters of water a day. Oh, that, there's another one as well. Is um, can you drink too much water? Yes. Can that harm your body? Yes. yes. Is it, it's more about drinking it too fast, drinking large volumes too fast. Drown yourself? Yeah, so what happens is you, as the water goes into the bloodstream, it basically your salt levels go down, and that causes things like kidney, salt imbalance in the kidneys and stuff like that, and it can eventually lead to water going into the brain, swelling the brain, and can lead to, to death actually by drinking too much water. Okay. The other thing... Um, well, someone else wrote about what is bottled water and tap water, right? Yeah. Just say in the Glasgow area, you yeah. know, people will say, well, down south they don't have as good water as we do have up here. So let, let's just talk about yeah. here in Glasgow, because uh, that's where our main audience is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say, bottled water or tap water? Um, or do you I not love, care? I love Scottish tap water. I think we have the best water out, and I would always, I would always rather fill up the, the bottle from the tap than what? buy a bottle. Like, what about yourself? Yeah, I think even for like environmental reasons, you know, the amount of plastic bottles that are out there, so yeah, stick to the tap water if you can. And, and, and now you, you can buy containers, metal containers, and they're probably. I mean, I I, I use them for the house and reuse them because plastic. Again, I'm I'm one for can't do my plastic now. So uh, yeah. yeah, as James said, environmental reasons is yeah. one of the biggest issues out there, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but seeing that the containers that you should get, maybe. Don't even look get into getting a plastic container. Um, get a, a metal container. Yeah, glass ones as well. Nowadays. Glass containers glass and metal containers. containers. Yeah. Looking to get one of them. Invest in one of them. You can't go wrong. To so just fill it up from the tap. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, Atif, I think you had a question that you wanted to ask before regarding muscle mass or something. What was your question? I think it was a deal. Yeah, it was about um, bodybuilders. Okay. They tend to their means kind of source of consumption is eating a lot of protein so to build up muscle mass to get that six pack mm-hmm. you need to eat a lot of protein and that includes taking protein shakes is that true yeah each body as as i was saying earlier is different you know so each body is going to be di- taking taking in different amounts of protein so when you when you're talking about bodybuilders they're training quite hard so their main supply of muscle building has come from strength training so strength training is basically heavy lifting and low reps so when you're doing that type of training, you're automatically building muscle. To basically fuel that muscle from behind and keep it there, and to grow it, you need to eat. So you need to eat proteins. And if you're having the right amount of proteins in your foods per day, then you don't have to additionally have protein shakes. But most bodybuilders, they do tend to have protein shakes because they don't have time to eat as much, you know, or frequently. Um, but yeah. Okay. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, another question that's come in is regarding olive oil. You know, a, a lot of yeah. uh, households have been switching, you know, not using sunflower oil, using olive oil. Yeah. Is there actually any benefit to using olive oil? And why is it olive oil more beneficial, if it is? So, yeah, well, I used to think that it was, it was more beneficial to use olive oil over sunflower oil. Um, but I think it's one of these debates that's going to go on and on and on. <laughs> is it? So, um, sunflower oil is high in polyunsaturated fats, and olive oil is higher in monounsaturated fats. So, I'm not going to go into the chemistry of it, but it's, it's basically to do with uh, the way carbons bond within that structure. Um, so, so this is more of a molecular level? Yeah, yeah. Molecular so, level. So if you think of saturated fats, saturated fats are all, all the carbons are just one bond. And what that does is it makes it very stable at room temperature. So most saturated fats will be thick, solid at room temperature. Whereas once you go to get a, a double bond in there, which is the monounsaturated, that's when it starts to become liquid at room temperature. And the more double bonds, that's the polyunsaturated, then it's that it's solid at a, a lower temperature. Um, because, but, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, so the thing is, we know that saturated fat has a, a negative effect on the cholesterol in the body. Um, monounsaturated fat seems to level the cholesterol out between the good and bad, and polyunsaturated seems to lower both. Um, and I used to think that that was a negative thing, that the polyunsaturated would, ne would lower both, but then I actually haven't watched him, um, it was a cardiologist discussing it, and he was basically pointing out that when you eat healthy, and so it, the good cholesterol, if you like, doesn't need to increase because there's not as much bad cholesterol in the body at the same time, if that makes sense. So if you like, the saturated fat increases your bad cholesterol, Monounsaturated keeps it fairly level. Polyunsaturated brings both good and bad down. But maybe one of the reasons it's bringing the good cholesterol down is because there's no longer a need to have as much uh, cholesterol in the body. Or just stick away from oil altogether. Or, yeah. So actually, it's probably best. So like we were talking about nuts. So there's good oils in the nuts. And the same with sunflower seeds. So if you actually eat olives and sunflower seeds rather than the oils then you're going to get the good oils that's in there, it's less refined, and you'll get the, the health benefits. Perfect. That's excellent. Some great points tonight uh, with regards to nutrition and, and exercise. I love the one that you said, Adil, if you can't see it... If you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. can't pronounce it, don't <laughs> buy it. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, well, we're just going to finish on... Uh, Nav has just uh, just to touch on regarding the Boots and Beards boot camp again. Yeah, the boot camp, yeah. So there's uh, we've only got 20 spaces available. Uh, most of them have gone. Uh, we've still got a few spaces left. So uh, I would advise anyone and everyone who's interested to uh, sign up. It's uh, bootsandbeards.co.uk forward slash boot camp to fill in the form and then you'll be in touch with uh, with an email with instructions so uh, yeah not many spaces left to go alright ok and is there anything regarding the plank just to remind our listeners again yep so we are doing the plank challenge as well uh, the top score to beat is 601 if you can beat it uh, head over to bootsandbeard.co.uk forward slash plank and instructions are there as to how you can submit your entry excellent well our time our time has come to an end Oh, 
every week it's awful. <laughs> Do you want to try it again? Our time has come to an end. Oh, but we will be back next week. Yeah! <laughs> I would like to thank my team for today, Atif, Zen, Nav, and our guests today, Adil and Apple. James. From all of us on the Bearded Brothers Show, stay healthy. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.